Travolting presents The Fraser's Edge. Hosted by Jeff Sweeney and Stuart Elmore. Covering Guilty Until Proven Innocent. Enjoy the episode. So, Stuart. Objection, Your yeah. Honor. Objection. Sustained. My client has been presumed guilty. guilty. That's right, folks. This week we're covering, as you heard in the intro, guilty, guilty until proven, proven innocent. innocent. Oh, However, or... there might be some Paul Wenko superfans out there who are <laughs> screaming into their uh, car stereos or phones or headsets, Walkmans, whatever you listen to the show on. Walkman. I'm screaming uh, at that intro because you might know this motion picture as Presumed Presumed Guilty. guilty. Um, Because this is a movie with two titles. Yeah. A movie that on everything that I can find about it, like websites, IMDb, Wikipedia, all this stuff, it's listed even like when I rented it or when I watched on YouTube or yeah, I watched on YouTube. It's listed as guilty until proven innocent everywhere. Yeah. Movie starts. Title pops up, presumed guilty. guilty. There's a poster for it. It says, presumed guilty. So I have no idea what the fuck's going on here. <laughs> so <laughs> I don't either. I'm just going by the IMDb name. Yes. So I, I found another movie from 1991 called Presumed Guilty. Yeah. The only thing I can imagine is that there was another movie named Presumed Guilty. They didn't know at the time. They had to change this movie's title last minute. Yeah, maybe. That's just what I'm guessing happened. Can we talk about the fact, and this is kind of... Ju- going to the context corner a little bit that brennan fraser 1991 yes what a year what a year he was doing a lot he was he was cooking he was cooking with gas background actor on uh child of darkness child of darkness child of light and he was a sailor who had a line of dialogue in dogfight in dogfight and then he got this and then he got a lead role in a tv movie it sounds awfully familiar jeff it kind of does, it doesn't it? Does it? It. It sounds like we've maybe talked about this exact phenomenon before. It's it's almost like it's strange because it's like, is there any other actor we know whose first movie they were just a no name background, and then their second movie they were just like a supporting character with like a line or two. Yeah, it's so, and then they star in a TV movie. It's so on the tip of my tongue. You could almost call it Travolting. It's like poetry. It rhymes. <laughs> Many years ago, George Lucas said those famed <laughs> words about the Star Wars prequel trilogy. And we're bringing them back, folks, for our episode on um, innocent, pr- guilty until proven innocent. Yes. Um, so, yeah. Okay, we'll just say yes. it. Like John, John, <laughs> this is very similar to John yes. Travolta's openings, which makes me think we have not talked about the movie after this. We have not yet. But... If we're in the same track, what happened after John Travolta's first starring TV movie role? Yes, was Boy in the Plastic Bubble, which, what, as we know, features Buzz Aldrin. Right, you say that a lot. Yes, but folks, even when we're not recording the podcast, we'll be like sitting in a room together, just reading a book or something. Jeff will be like, "Boy in the Plastic Bubble" with uh, guest starring uh, bu- 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 astronaut Buzz Aldrin. I'm like, Jeff, you're reading Pride and Prejudice. <laughs> I'm like, well, and zombies, but yeah. Uh, so the movie after Boy in the Plastic Bubble was Saturday Night Fever, the Oscar-nominated movie that got John Travolta his name, 
He spewed him out into the ether yeah. as a big name actor, got him his next few like amazing lead roles for his blowout crash. So surely, Jeff. Yes. Surely <laughs> we're heading to that amazing blow up movie with Brendan Fraser. Yes, because I mean like Saturday Night Fever is what came after Travolta's um um Boy in the Plastic Bubble. Boy in the Plastic Bubble, yes. Starring because it went, it went Devil's Rain, Carrie, Boy in the Plastic Bubble, Saturday Night Fever. Yeah. And we go Child of Darkness, Child of Light, Dogfight, Fight. Guilty Until Proven Innocent, and Ceno Man. Because Child of Darkness, Child of Light, that was very similar to Devil's Rain. Yes. So it, it's, it really is rhyming. It's starting to. It's really starting to rhyme. Yeah. And then the argument is that, you know, Saturday Night Fever is really kind of Travolta's debut. Yeah. He's in three things prior to that, but that's the movie that kind of pops him off. Yeah. And without getting ahead, Encino Man is kind of the movie that pops Fraser off. Yeah. In a good way? I think so. We'll talk about we'll it. We'll talk about it. Tune in next week. But it's something, a claim I'm going to make right yes. now, and I know I'm hogging up your context corner. No, you're not to, hogging anything. I'll yield my time in a second, Mr. Congressman. But, but I argue, dare I say it, that the performances differentiation between John Travolta and Brendan Fraser in their first starring TV movie Brendan Fraser's got the edge. He's pretty good in this. He's pretty good in I'm okay. I'm so glad you agree. Yeah, he's pretty good in this. He's pretty good in this. Like, and I, you know, I would cut the pretty out of that. He just is good in this. Yeah. And we'll talk about Martin Sheen. But I would say, like, this has got a cooking cast. This does have a cooking cast. Now, that would be a good name for a podcast, too. The cooking cast. The cooking cast. Yeah. Where we, we cook food. And the, the amount of time it takes us to finish making the dish, we have to discuss an actor's career in the movies that they're cooking in. The cooking. I'm cast. deleting this so we don't have to like give, give this, this idea. <laughs> no, <laughs> no, no, no. I like this idea. I'm deleting it so nobody steals <laughs> we this. Have to sell it to someone. This is fucking br- Jeff. How did you just like blew that one out of the water? <laughs> the cooking cast. The cooking when cast. we're cooking scrambled eggs and talking about hating Christmas in an episode two. <laughs> well, I was cooking. I was cooking. <laughs> I mean, the I hate sand was as spicy as this uh, uh, Cholulu sauce. Am I I, right? I just like vomit good ideas exclusively. That's why we're here in the second season. (laughs) (laughs) So any more, what's, what else context corner you have to fill in for us? The context corner for this movie uh, is that this movie does not exist, which is kind of sad. So this movie with the only, we found it on YouTube. Just yes. like someone uploaded it yes. last year, I think it was a fairly recent upload. I think. Yeah, one thing is a year or two years ago. It might have been Child of Darkness that had the recent upload, but I think it was this. Yeah. Um, very recent upload. It's the only way we could find to watch this movie. Yeah. Um, it's directed by Paul Wentkos, who's kind of just a he's a TV movie guy. Mm-hmm. Uh, a well-respected one for his like his work. Mm-hmm. He got nominated for an Emmy at one point. Um, I don't really recognize basically any of the movies that he's done. But he has had a long career doing TV movies. Yeah. From like late 60s to um, his last movie was in 99. Okay. So this is on the end of his career. Yeah. This is at the the latter end. And I think he was just kind of respected as like, you know, a guy who would come in and he would get the movie done and he would turn in like a competently made product. Yeah. And that's not, I don't mean to disparage like competently made product is, you know, he, he got in, he did the work. Mm-hmm. He made the movie. Yeah. Probably came in on time and on budget. Yeah. Um, but aside from that, you know, this movie, like, that's the only place we can find it. It has no trivia on IMDb. They couldn't find any articles about the making of it. No interviews with, like, Martin Sheen for it. 
No Brendan Fraser articles about it. No. Um, it basically just kind of exists in a vacuum. And when I went, because I have a letterbox account, when I went to log this movie after I watched it yesterday, um, 88 other people had watched this movie, and that was it. Wow. That's a very low, I've not seen that lumbers that low in quite a while. Really? Yeah. No, none of the other, like, no-name Travolta movies that, like... I mean, I'm sure if I looked back, like, Basement's the Dumbwaiter, it's probably in that range, but, like... Yeah. That at least had Robert Altman going for it, for those weird completionists. Yeah. Uh, I shouldn't say weird completionists. We are on a Brennan Fraser podcast right now. Uh, but, <laughs> but you know, like, there was just... Eight, I was the 89th person on Letterboxd to watch this movie. Yeah. And over that, that platform's, like, 12-year career. Has Letterboxd been going on for 12 years? Uh, I would have to look up exactly, but that sounds about right to me. 2010 seems like when that app would have come about. It seemed like a lot more newer than that. Because it was, it was a website before it was an app. Yeah. Stuart has actually pulled Letterboxd up. The website the Letterboxd. Website. I don't have the okay, app. It launched October of 2011. Damn. It was not an app crazy. at the time. It was just like a website. Crazy to me to think that. Okay, so... Uh, but yeah. And somewhere... This is this was this released in ninety one, which means like he would have had to have shot this either early ninety one yeah. or late nineteen ninety. Yeah. Same kind of deal with Dogfight and uh, Child of Darkness, Child of Light. Because we've established that he basically like he graduated from college and then he and went he to goes LA. To work. He goes to like he must have just like got in LA, got some extra roles. Yeah. And while he's doing extra roles, he's just going to audition after audition after audition. Yeah. And you know, Dogfight probably comes out of that, and then this comes out of that. Like yeah. he was a hot young star, he must have just really impressed like a talent agent in a casting yeah. in an open casting call. This this really does watching this movie. I can feel it be like, oh, this is just a good audition. Yeah, yeah. Like it was like this movie even starts with the words introducing, introducing Brendan, Brendan Fraser, Fraser as Bobby McLaughlin. Yeah, because like this is his movie, and they think they have a star in their hands. Yeah, and it's funny that this is the movie that gets to put introducing Brendan Fraser. It is funny, but I'm kind of glad. Yeah. Like, Encino Man doesn't get to put introducing, introducing Brendan, Brendan Fraser, because this has beat it to the punch, and this movie doesn't exist. Right. Which is sad. Yes. Because I would say, I would put this on a reel. Yeah. He's good. Like we said, he's good in this, and I enjoyed this movie. I did, too. Did I love this movie? No, but no. I enjoyed it. Yeah. It was, it was a competently made movie. I think you and I will be on the same page a lot about yeah. this movie. Like, it's very conventionally made yes but you add the spice of martin sheen and uh yeah. brendan fraser riffing off each other yeah it's a movie i was not displeased to sit there and watch for 90 minutes correct yeah i, I was would, like i would agree yeah. i was like okay cool i sat in studio silence i respected it and then i uh left yeah it's gonna go and end the same way you think it's gonna go yes now it's also we can talk about the fact that this is based on a true story roughly is it yeah oh did it say at the beginning and yeah. i totally missed it it's based on a true story <laughs> that's funny well, I am uh, clearly not as a. Uh, I'm sure they changed the names and all that stuff, but like yeah, I'm sure, yeah, they absolutely changed. There, the there's uh, a few uh, different like reviews and articles that are like you know guilty until proven innocent or whatever, uh, you know the story that it's based on. Mm-hmm. Um, and I don't know the exact like you know the details they probably changed. I mean like, it seems to me like you know the guy did spend like, 15 years in prison. Um. Because he spends 10 years in prison in this movie, I believe. I think he spends 15 years. Does he? No, because he's he's sentenced to 15 years and he gets out before then. Maybe you're right. Yeah, I don't know. 
But uh, anyway, um, do you want to just? We can just dive right into the. the movie yeah, at this yeah. Point. Let's just dive right into it. Um, so we open up at a park. Yes, we in open up in a park. New York City. Yes, the Big Apple itself. Yes, and um, there's a murder right away. Yes, there's um, there's like a, already a dead body there, right? Yeah, we don't. There's no like gunshot going. Yeah, we out. don't see the murder. Right, we don't see a murder. Um, and so we just see like uh, you know, police presence and uh, some ambulances. Yeah. They're moving a body into the ambulance. And well, there is a robbery first that we do see. There is. Yeah, because it starts off and there's like a couple walking to the park and they get put down and held at gunpoint. There's already a dead body though. Right. So the person's already been killed. Yeah. Um, who we must simply say his name is Spooky Halstead. Did you look that up? No, that's the that's what they keep saying. He's just like, I didn't shoot Spooky Halstead. <laughs> it's like, okay, well, this, you could have picked a better name for this guy. Yeah, okay. Spooky Halstead. Like, is he a scary guy? Like, what's yeah, going on? Like, why is he spooky? Is that his birth certificate name? It's opening up more questions. Is that his legal answers. name on his social security spooky card? Spooky Halstead. Spooky Halstead. Mr. Spooky Halstead. <laughs> Do you prefer Mr. Spooky or Mr. Halstead? <laughs> uh, Mr. Spooky, please. Mr. Spooky was my father. You know those, like, formal websites where it, like, uh, lists the names and it lists the last name yeah. first, then first name? So it'd be, like, Halstead Spooky. <laughs> <laughs> please, Mr. Spooky was my father. <laughs> Yes. Um, yeah, so the, that's how it starts uh, off. <laughs> spooky Halstead is dead. Yes. Um, there's a robbery. There's a, Two people get ripped off. One, Three people get ripped off because there's like the short kid oh, in man. the back. Is that the guy who testifies? Jimmy, yes, Jimmy. Jimmy Pop or whatever. Jimmy O'Neill. Jimmy O'Neill. Jimmy O'Neill. Um, and Jimmy's like... Oh no, we're getting robbed. That's actually a good impression of Jimmy. Yeah, that's O'Neil. how he sounds in this movie. Oh my god, I I didn't kill Spooky Winston. <laughs> <laughs> He's not British. Yeah. I, why did I? I don't get, know why you just did that. I don't know why I did that either. Okay, but um, we eventually see Bobby McLaughlin, Brendan Fraser. Yeah. So drunk. The, the guy runs off. Whoever killed them. Yeah. And we cut to Bobby McLaughlin, Brendan Fraser, Fraser coming home and knocking on his family door, drunk. Yes. And the movie end. <laughs> <laughs> well, and, uh, you know, I think the mom opens up first, played by... Carolyn Cava. Uh, who is a name? Not um, a no name? She has been in a lot of stuff, but uh, nothing like... like pop. She never had some pop. Right. Like she directed some shorts. She was in Born on the Fourth of July. She's from Chicago. Yeah. Um... But she's just like someone who pops up in things and then, you know, takes on a, a more substantial role when it comes to TV movies. Yeah. Like this. So I think it's uh, Carolyn Cava plays Mary Hone. Yes, Mary Hone. And you may be asking, well, they don't have the same last name, so it's not his mom. You'd be correct because... It's a foster home. It's a foster home. Yes. And Bobby McClockin is a foster child. Yes. And it's her and her husband, Harold, uh, played by Martin, Martin Sheen, Sheen, who is just, he's always just cooking. He he's like he, I think he I think he's literally given like the most like scripted lines ever in this movie. Yes, like you could have just like gotten one of them bingo machines that like, you like toss a bowl of balls, 
thrown lines from court movies into it and like popped him out with Martin Sheen saying them, but he's selling them. I would say like act one, he's almost kind of like, you know, when, you know, when you ignite the cooker burner and yeah. then you turn the gas up and it's way too hot yeah. and then you find that perfect temperature in the middle. I think that's what Martin Sheen's performance in yes. this movie is like. It's a little too hot in the beginning, yeah. but then by act two and act three, when he's, he's got a perfect temperature. He's got a bound, he got a good flame size. It's boiling the yeah. rice roll nice. You're going to get a nice, nice, nice pot of rice. Nice pot of rice. Because at the beginning, he's just like, Bobby, you're a piece of shit. Like, yeah. <laughs> he's immediately like... There like, is a line where he says, right now I'm glad he's not our true son. <laughs> I'm like, Jesus. Martin Sheen really coming in hot. Just like, he's dis- he's disappointed in this kid. Yes. And, you know, Bobby comes in and he passes out. On the and, on the couch, yeah. And his parents are like, you're... And dad's Discreet. like, you're a bum. You're and a his bum, mom's like, we love you, but you should get a job. <laughs> <laughs> And, uh, you know, we wake up the next day and, uh, that's when, you know, the officers are investigating the case and they pick up Jimmy O'Neill. Yeah. They, Jimmy, who Jimmy was talking to the cops the first night. Yes. And they're like, I'm going to show you some pictures. Yeah. So they're already in like the police precinct office. Describe the guy. They put him in the system and a bunch of images of cops. We love the big boxy computer screens with like old ass data. And it's just like, yeah. Like all these pictures going by, and it's like, do you recognize this man? It shows a face. That's no. not. That's not Bobby's. No. They keep going through some faces, and it's like, oh, that's the guy. So yeah. They find a face, and I can't remember the guy's name. Um. Uh. No, it's Billy Farrow. Billy, Billy Farrow. Farrow. That's Farrow. right. So they find Billy Farrow. So he's like, okay, Billy Farrow. So then he goes to the cabinet, and he yeah. finds like the notepad, you know, the Rolodex, yeah. the whatever. He finds Billy Farrow, and on the note card, there's a previous arrest on it, and it says mm. arrested with, with Bobby McLaughlin. Bobby McLaughlin, not, and then, so he's like, okay, so he looks through the Rolodex again, and he finds Robert I. McLaughlin, or whatever yeah. the fuck. It's, it's, I'm sure, I think it's, it's spelled with an O, so I think it's more like McLaughlin. Well, and there's a, I could be wrong. there's a middle name differentiation. Yes. I think it's like the guy he was actually arrested with didn't have a middle initial, mm-hmm. whereas then he, when he looked through the Rolodex, he found the guy with the middle initial yeah. I, which was Brendan Fraser. Yes. So he says, do you also recognize this guy? He says, yes. Well, Jimmy kind of like hesitates for a second. He's like, yeah, I think so. Yeah, but he, he still yeah, says, he says yes. He does say yes. He does say yes. And this is the thing that's weird is like Jimmy is like their star witness on this. Yes. Not just their star witness, he's the only witness. And he's the only piece of evidence. Yes. Which is like this is the biggest thing about like wrongful convictions is that witness testimony is like the least reliable testimony. Yes. Because stories change, there's implanting memory, there's fading memory, yep. there's always coercion and I'm, stuff. I'm reading um Helter Skelter right now, which is the book about the Manson murders and the investigation to solve them. And like, there's just so much of that in that in that that case that happened, like wit like witness hearsay and like the family members changing their stories and whatnot. That's just like it's impossible to piece to it together. Yeah, almost. Yeah, almost. And um, but yeah, so eventually he's like, okay. So then he does d- the cops come to their house. Yeah, they come to the house. And Bobby's just, oh, he opens the door. Yeah. And they're like, are you Robert McLaughlin? He's like, yeah. And they're like, you're coming with us, son. He's like, what did I do? And he's like, no, that we just need you to, like, we need you for, like, uh, to help with an investigation yeah. or something. They don't say he's under arrest. They don't. So Bobby goes with them. We we just say, Travolta, uh, 
Fraser. <laughs> Fraser is oh, doing God. an accent in this. 73 movie. episodes. You still haven't let yeah. go. <laughs> he's doing an accent in this. And I think it's a little dodgy at times. Is it an accent? Like he keeps he drops in and out of it a lot. I never But it that. never distracts from his performance. What kind of an accent is he? He's doing? trying to do like a Brooklyn accent. Because there's a few times where he's like he's like, Ma, I didn't do this. Then I think it was good that he dropped it. Well, the thing is, he'll drop it for like 10 minutes, and then it comes back. It's like scene-by-scene basis almost. Okay. And like, it, it really isn't that distracting, but it is noticeable. I was, I and so I think like, that's the kind of the cool thing about watching this as like his first real movie. Yeah. Is like you're seeing all like the, um, the rookie like flubs. Okay. But then are we going to, speaking of Travolta. Yeah. We're going to talk about Gina. <laughs> Gina, we did. We talked Come about Gina. Back, Gina. <laughs> like I gotta say, yeah. like first ten minutes, like Fraser is destroying the floor. Oh, yeah. Like versus where Travolta. No was. doubt, he's great in this movie. He's giving a good performance. Yeah, I just think it's int- it's fun to like kind of see the beginning where he's still working on some of his skills that he'll employ later. Versus like we we he like nobody comes into the into their art fully formed right. There's a lot of trial and error. There's a lot of discovery. There's a lot of growing as an actor and as a person. And it's fun to see like the baseline level of that. Where yeah. He's like struggling with accents, which a lot of first time actors do. Right. Um, but it's the fact that he tries that I find kind of like it's cool. He's trying to do an accent. He's he's pushing himself instead of just sticking to something. Most other people will just be like, "Oh, that fuckhead's trying to do an accent. Yeah. It's terrible." But Jeff no, Sweeney, very nice. Yeah, that no, that's just like he's pushing him. Like he didn't have to do an accent, right? Unless they're like, "You're doing an accent," like yeah. But he's pushing himself and he's trying something. Yeah, which I like in this performance. Yeah, that he's trying stuff in a movie that probably doesn't really require much trying. Of course, yeah. And so they bring him in for a lineup, and Jimmy O'Neill's looking, and he points out. I got a question. Yes. Where do these other guys from the lineup come from? So, like, normally in a lineup, it's, like, they find, they pick, like, ten guys from a vicinity. They're, like, they pick up ten guys who look like somebody in this area. Do you want to know, like, the real way they found from a lineup? But I want to know for this specific instance. Okay. Because they picked up Robert McLaughlin, the specific guy, and brought him in. They did not case an area. Where do the other four dudes come from? I don't, I, I, I don't know. Like, you get what I'm asking? Yeah, kind of. Because, like, normally if, like, it's like we have a witness. He spotted a guy who's 5'11", like 200 pounds. Yeah. And it was, like, right after the crime, they would just set up police barricades. And if they, or they would, you know, scope their system and try and find anyone who matches the description, they bring them all in. Yeah. And then they would have them on a lineup and see if the kid recognized anyone. Yeah. That's not the case here. They had a specific name. So they bring in a bunch of Robert McLaughlin's? No, they clearly only had one Robert McLaughlin to bring in. Otherwise, they would have brought both the guys in. Because there is another Robert McLaughlin. Yeah. I just want to know where do these other four dudes come from? I, I guess, like... I guess, like, the, where the cops just like, yeah, let's just pick some random 5'11 guys from the Holden cell. Is that, like, how this worked? So, typically, like, in real life, they're just other cops. Are they? Yeah. In real life, it's usually other cops. Interesting. So maybe it's just the cops. Th- that matched the description. Yeah. Okay. Ish. If it's just cops as the other guys, that makes if sense. If it's like, ah, uh, he was, you know, black, he was, you know, five foot seven ish, he had a tattoo or something, then they're gonna find guys that 
have that sort of description. If they can't find it in their own precinct, yeah. then maybe they'll like they'll find somebody. Okay, and, if it's other cops, that answers my question. Yeah, because I was just like, where did they find these other guys from? No, that is typically how lineups yeah, okay. are, are kind of run. Okay, that's why the usual suspects makes no fucking sense to me at all. Because mm-hmm. none of those guys look at all alike. Give me the keys, you cocksucker. What right. the fuck? Give me the keys, you cocksucker. What the fuck? <laughs> Benicio's so good in that. Um, yeah, he is. Benicio cast. Yeah. Benicio del podcast? Oh, no, stop, 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 stop. Podcast del Toro? We're on episode three of Fraser's <laughs> Edge, Jeff. <laughs> I will not hear this slander. <laughs> uh, but he, um, So Jimmy O'Neill, I think fairly quickly He fingers it. Fraser. Because it's the same fucking picture. Yes, the same guy it's the it's the guy you showed him the picture of yeah so it's like this is a really botched yeah. like lineup this is all botched police work yeah and so the all they's like all right you guys can all leave and they're all walking out except robert and bobby's like in the last line and the cops like pin him in the door yeah and they're like uh you're gonna let me go it's like no you're under arrest i'm like what am i under arrest for he, he does say i'm a loser oh wait, no this is when his parents come yeah but he gets his one phone call yeah, he gets the one phone call. He calls his mom. Yeah, this is the strangest phone call ever. Yeah, because like the cop says, like, "Hurry up, you don't have a lot of time." And then he's like, calls his mom. He's like, "Mom, I don't have a lot of time, but I just got arrested for murder." And I'm like, and I don't know. I didn't Martin's do it. like that bum. I knew he'd do it. I knew but he'd kill him. But that's Martin on the phone. Yeah, is like, "Well, be honest with you, son." Did you do it? <laughs> and I'm like, Jesus, Martin. <laughs> Not much support yeah. in your own son there. Uh, he's like, no, I did. Of course I didn't do it. It's like, I didn't even know the guy. And so uh, the mom, Carol, is like, oh, like, okay, son. Like, do you like do you have a lawyer or something? It's like, no. And eventually the cop just hangs up for him. Yeah, the cop just hangs the phone up. I've never seen that before. Yeah. The, the cops think this guy's like a scumbag. Apparently. They hate him. Yeah. So, um, his parents come and they talk for a bit. And I think this is a really nice little scene. Mm-hmm. Fraser gets to kind of like break down and be like, I, he says, I'm not, I am a loser, but I did not do this. Yeah. And like the movie, the idea the movie's trying to get at is it's like when someone who like is so obvious, like someone who you just wouldn't mind seeing locked up. Yeah. When your prejudices are working against you, yeah. you still have to maintain like objectivity in the court. Yeah. Which this movie does not do. Yeah. Or the characters don't. And Fraser really does like sell that like He's not a ho- great guy. Hoodlum teenager. Yeah. Very well. Like you don't like you aren't like, yeah, he's playing such a great stand up guy in this, but you're like, he's just a kid. He's struggling. He's a foster kid. Yeah. And he's had a tough relationship with his parents. Yeah. And the way he sells it to Martin Sheen in like the glass like scene where he's like, Dad, like I, you know, I lost my virginity at 14. Like I, yeah. I, I bought drugs, but I never sold them. I, you know, I stole, but I never robbed. And he yeah. like does this whole scene. Like really... he's like, I was, I was a bad kid, but I did not murder somebody. Right. Yeah. Uh, we get to the trial pretty quickly then, don't we? Well, the, um, they can't afford his bail. Right. But they do buy him a suit and they and, keep, and they keep saying like, it's one week and then the, uh, the, we'll be at trial. Did we get, did we miss the scene where like he gets thrown into like the 
the the pen full of the criminals. Yeah. And he starts to get picked on by a bunch of other guys. And he's like, he starts to throw and throw a fight, and a cop yeah. comes in. He's like, whoa, whoa, whoa! Yeah. It's like you don't want to pick a fight with this guy. It's like, well, one at a time, I do. It's like, well, which one? It's like that one. And, and then, 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 then the cop throws him at him. <laughs> and the cop throws them at each other. They start fighting. The, the thugs in this pen, like that, <laughs> that literally that scene from Elf or Will Ferrell's, and like the nice suit surrounded by the thuggiest guys in yes. the world is the scene. Uh, and then he gets like tossed up against a wall, and he talks to who is Pharaoh? I think the guy's name was. Yeah, he talks to Pharaoh. And Pharaoh, who was the guy who was arrested with him, he was the yeah. guy who was identified first. Yes. So he's talking. It's like you went for the same thing I did, and he's like, I don't even know you, man. And it's like, yeah, like they say we did it. It's like, well, for my sake, I hope you did do it because I had nothing to do with yeah. this murder. Um, yeah, just weird. They decide to go to. To try both of them together, together for the same crime. Yeah, this is where we get the introduction of who their public defender is. Yeah, Beverly, who is the a worst. fucking waste of space in the this worst one. lawyer. Just gives public defenders the worst rap ever. I mean, like public defenders aren't like the best, but they got at least some brains on. Yeah, them. like pu- public defenders, like they're usually people who are trying to like do a good job, who are under, who are like overworked. And she goes for a full acquittal. Yeah. This she... is this is the thing about public defenders is public defenders, yes, they do try, but they often try for like plea deals and yes. stuff. Like they're like, okay, so obviously you can't afford a good a, a lawyer who can do all this work for you to maybe get you off fully. Yeah. But I'm at least going to do my best to get you like a plea bargain. Like maybe we can get you like manslaughter or maybe like third degree or something. And maybe with an option of parole. She doesn't do it. It's like, now, now. I'm going to do the voice. <clears throat> <laughs> We're gonna get him a full acquittal, I promise. <laughs> that was actually a really good voice. It's literally what she tells the parents like five times. And she keeps insisting, like, it's a cakewalk. I've tried worse in my life. <laughs> it's gonna be so easy. <laughs> this woman literally walks him to the grave <laughs> and says, get him. And it's like, why are they trying them together? It's like they're gonna think he's a scumbag with this other guy. Yeah. <laughs> and uh yeah, literally, I guess we can... There's some business with the trial, but I guess we can fast forward through it. She does a really dog shit job. And Martin Sheen hasn't quite made up his mind whether he's, like, on the side of his son. But he's at least trying to, like, nudge the attorney yeah. to, like, do something. So eventually, they go to the jury decision. Yeah. And, of course... They're found guilty. They're found... Fa- uh, like, with the worst. The, the title of the movie should have given yes. it away to you folks. That, of course, he's going to be found guilty. Yeah. And at this point, Sheen has pretty much fully turned into being in support of Bobby. Yeah. Like, Bobby's whole, like, co- like confession room or, like, visitation room confession to his dad of, like, I was a bad kid. I'm sorry, but I did not kill somebody. Really has kind of swayed him. Yeah. As did a, a negative lie detector test. Oh, that's yeah, right. Yeah, they do a lie detector We've, test. Yeah, we missed that part. There's a lot of little small bits yeah. that, in the grand scheme of it, like... You get, you get, we're covering what get, what tells you the story. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So they do the lie detector and he passes with flying yeah. colors. And they even talk to the guy about it. It's like, listen, I've talked to like 50 criminals in my day. Yeah. I don't think your son did it. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, yeah, guy. Yeah. Dude, can you, I'm not a lawyer, but like, I almost think that's something that the defense attorney should have like, you know, introduced in discovery to like put in for like the, you know, the trial. Yeah. Well, you can't. Um, well, I take tests are inadmissible in court. Fully inadmissible. It, fully inadmissible, I believe. Well, that's what it says in this movie. All right. Well, because that's what the guy says in this law movie. degree bar exam passed Jeff Sweeney, yeah. folks. Well, that's what he says in this movie. Okay. Um, 
Anyway, so Fraser goes to prison. Yes. And he yells at the judge like, I did not do this. I didn't do it. I didn't do it. I didn't do it. You're out of order. You're out of order. Right before it's announced, Sheen's like, he'll get off. This is America, isn't it? So Fraser goes to jail. And he kind of like breaks down talking to his parents. like, we're going to get an appeal. We're going to get an appeal. Right. Um, so he goes to jail and he meets his roommate, his cellmate, um, whose name I cannot remember. I don't remember the scene at all because there's no other like fo- like repeated interactions with them. I don't think after this, right? Well, he sees him a few times, but I remember this guy because he gets he goes in and he's like, "Damn, this kid testified against me. I've never even seen him before." And the guy's like, "You want to do something about it?" I know a couple of guys in Brooklyn that can make sure he never confesses, he never talk, he never witnesses again. And Fraser's like, no! <laughs> he's like, he's my, he's made me my only way out of here. I don't want him murdered. Yeah. And so then every time we get like, the parents come to visit, they're like, we're working on an appeal or XYZ. It'll just be a week. And then the movie goes full Avengers Endgame where like, it cuts to black and then the words like, it's nine <laughs> months later, Papa. Yeah, exactly. Uh, so the appeals process is taking a while. Are they? Yeah. Do they still have the same fucking attorney? I think uh, it's a it's a different. It's not. They have a, a different attorney. It's a different. Yeah, different it's a, public defender. Yeah, and so um, can you get public defenders for appeals? I don't know. I would imagine so. I, that seems like the premium package with lawyers. Mm-hmm. It's like to get a defense on just your first trial case. That sounds like a basic yeah. package you could get for free without a subscription care plan. But to go for an appeals is like a premium package. That, that, then, if, then if you want to go to a Supreme Court, that's like the platinum package for attorney, <laughs> you know? Like how far does public defenders go with this? Like can you use a public defender for a Supreme Court trial? Yeah. Can you? I don't know. I don't think you can. I didn't go to law school. I, I went to film school. That's why I'm an unemployed filmmaker <laughs> making t- uh, podcasts. Oh, my God. I just realized. Like what we started with this yeah, podcast. Yeah, we're unemployed filmmakers right Unemployed now. filmmakers. We are unemployed for like two more days. Yeah. I mean, actually, you technically started. But anyway. Technically, I started. Anyway. Yeah. Um, so the appeal happens. Um, Fraser's denied appeal. And the scene, I, I want to talk about the scene, how he finds out about yeah. it, Martin Sheen, because it's really good. Because yeah, they go through the full appeal press, and the way appeals work is, like, you basically have to, at least in the, like, world of this movie, you have to prove that there is information that would have changed the decision that could have been discovered during the trial. That wasn't. That wasn't. Yeah. It can't be, like... Um, that the information was there, but it was just, like used incorrectly yeah the information had to just not be there like they had this witness of jimmy o'neill but the, it was the, on the <coughs> defense attorney to cross-examine or talk to the witness or whatever yeah. which it wasn't done in the best way possible whereas if it was like there was a gun with fingerprints on it that they just did not find yeah and it was found for this appeal that that makes a difference yes um, so the, the appeal is denied, and this, with my law degree. Yeah. Look at us! Look at us! Who'd have thought? Um, you, do you want to talk about the scene where Martin Sheen finds out how he finds out? Yeah, because he goes to the law clerk's office, yes. who like re- releases like, and the, she's like, "Oh, Harold, good to see you again this morning." He's yeah, like, and he's coming there every morning. Yeah, and he, he get, they release the decision. He opens it up, and 
his demeanor immediately crashes yeah. down. One might say he's getting a little too saucy, hammy yeah. with his performance. Like, what would you call it, Jeff? Um, bathing in the river of ham. Bathing in the river. Whole honey ham. Whole honey ham. <laughs> um, he's getting a little hammy, but I like it. I do kind of like I it. I do. I do. He he's really like selling it. Of like, he wasn't expecting this decision at all. He even like runs up to the judge who made the decision. Is like, yeah. judge, you gotta you gotta Explain help this me to here. Me. Explain this to me. Like, you know, he didn't do it. It's like. Listen, sir, it's like I, you know, truth be told, like, I, I think I think there might have been some weird things about the case, but I in good conscience could not. Within a, the system that we that we have. Yeah. There's no way for us to grant you this appeal. Yeah. So Martin Sheen goes full like fucking James Bond mode, Ethan Hunt after this. Yeah, he does. He's like, I'm going to find the evidence. The next scene is just like Martin Sheen walks into a, um, a detective's office in just a wild scene. Yeah. He just like walks in the precinct. And he's like, "Where's the detective office?" And they're like, "Oh, up the stairs to the left." So he walks up the stairs. He goes to the left. He walks in. It's like, "How do I find this information?" The cops like, "Oh yeah, use this computer." This is literally like Johnny Depp in Public Enemies when he walks into the police yeah. precinct and sees his own investigation before yeah. his very eyes. It's very much like that. Listen, we work on a cop show. Yeah, we know that certain civilians have access to some ep- plate. Parts of the precinct. Parts of the precinct, but not the detective. But not office. the detective's office with all those information of people's yeah. information. Yeah. Because he literally gets to the point where he finds the card with yeah. Bobby's with the other Bobby's name on it, and he sees the sequence of events that could have led to them picking the wrong person. Yes. So then he brings that information to the detective. Yes. The the same detective who questioned him is like, "Did you think that maybe because you showed him the picture that he yeah. put two and two together and made that decision yeah. to identify my son?" And he's like, "I don't know." Could been. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> As he eats his jelly glazed donut, and then yeah. with one hand on the other hand, just rips off the plastic wrapping of a Stromboli sandwich. Yeah. <laughs> like, maybe. I don't know. <laughs> Could have been. Who knows? Could have been four. Could have been five. I see that's a possibility. Yeah. Maybe six. That's uh, a real thing. At this point, the movie is really just kind of becomes the Martin Sheen like hander. Yeah. Fraser kind of drops to the wayside. We check in with him every now and again, but it's mostly just like he's suffering in prison. Yeah. And much. those scenes are, I find, pretty impactful. Yeah. Especially when like he has a panic attack at night. Yeah. Oh, my God. That's a really Very well good acted scene. scene. Good scene. Fraser's showing off at this point in his career. like He's showing off the skills that he'll really get to shine with later. And in the scene where this is after they've hired the ACLU lawyer, yes. but when he has that news interview. Yes. That's a really good that's scene. That's a phenomenal scene. Yeah. It's a really good scene. Um, so Martin Sheen decides he's going to get some help. So he goes to an active murder investigation um, and finds his friend Jerry Duffy. Who's just like a, a homicide detective? Yeah, like he just goes to a crime scene, walks past the police line, and steps on bl- a pile of a, like a puddle of blood. And he's mm, like, mop Jer- it up, and he's like, <laughs> Jerry, and Jerry's like, hey, watch it, you step it on the crime scene. Like, he's stepping in someone's blood. <laughs> like, what is Again, this? we've worked on a cop show. We know that people yeah. can't get in crime scenes like yes. that. Um, Jerry Duffy, played by James Handy, who when I was like, I recognize this guy from somewhere. And it turns out I didn't, but I did find out that I did see something recently with him in it. Yeah. Did you see, you saw Top Gun Maverick. Yeah. We saw this together. We saw it together. Do you remember at the end of the movie after like, spoiler alert, Maverick gets back from his mission. Yeah. He like goes to the bar that Jennifer Connelly is working at and some random old guy walks out and he's like, hey, Jimmy, do you know where Penny's at? And he's like, oh, he went out on the boat. 
That's him? That's this guy. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Big pull. Big pull. Where I was just, because I, I was just like, I recognize this guy from somewhere. It turns out I didn't recognize him from somewhere, unless subconsciously that's how that connection was made. But I was like, oh, he's in Top Gun. And I was like, oh, he's that guy. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. Interesting. So he's that guy. He's that guy. But he's he's fun in this movie. Yeah. The, the rest of the movie basically is just kind of a lot of repetition. It's the same thing happening a lot. Yeah. Because, you know... Um, there's another two year time jump. It takes Jerry like three years to investigate this to go to like the Brooklyn precinct. But there's some sketchy stuff in there. You were right. It's like, <laughs> Jerry, what you been doing? It's but... like I talked to the cops. None of them think your son did it. It's like, Jerry, where you been? Also, they they remember a case from three years ago. Yeah. Uh, it's at that point they start writing a mass number of letters yeah. to like magazines. Mar- Martin has a heart attack, or he doesn't have a heart attack. He has close to a heart attack. Yeah, basically has a panic attack. Yeah. Um, and like the doctor's like your if, blood pressure's out of control and the doctor's like you gotta give up on your boy or else it might kill you and he's like I can't give up on my boy which apparently the doctors all know about it now yeah I guess he just tells everybody he knows my son he's probably <laughs> he's grabbing people my son the... didn't kill him yeah <laughs> I didn't, he didn't kill his wife <laughs> um, thank you there's a man in my house oh, no uh, there's a man in the park yeah I want our man and I fought with this man <laughs> this son fight? did not work with this man <laughs> Um, but no, they, um, they send a bunch of letters and no one write, writes back. Right. Um, Jerry, like, brings them to the ACLU. Yeah. And is like, what if I told you I knew about police misconduct and the ACLU lawyer is like, normally I don't talk with cops a lot. So if you'll give me this information, I'm interested. Mm-hmm. He's a really snooty ACLU lawyer. <laughs> yeah, like, kind of. Like, he should be the sympathetic character, but he's not. Pretty much. Yeah, you would think so. Um. But he is like, I'm interested. Let's let's make this happen. So they kind of like put out the ACLU like fund goes into this. In addition to providing legisl or uh, representation for Fraser, they go into like getting magazine interviews and newspaper interviews and a television interview. Yeah, and the television interview is great. Yeah, um, it's. Be- a, I would say it's it's very similar of like what we saw with the confession scene. Yeah, but it's just Fraser like through all the years and he's kind of just describing like his life where he's like my parents even though i was like i was a piece of shit basically yeah. and they let me know how disappointed they were they always gave me birthday presents yeah and told me that they love me yeah and he's like and i'm just so happy that they're they're still fighting for me yeah and i hope i get get out and get to see them again it's a really touching scene fraser does a very lovely job at very this. good job yeah. he's i buy it he's really showing off in this first movie yeah and like not that i think it's the best movie ever or that's the best performance he'll ever give but you really can see the hunger there yeah he's a guy who's like i'm really this might be my only shot so i'm gonna take it grab grab the bull by the horns and just go in a movie he could have easily phoned it literally phoned phoned it in in. yeah he's on the phone a lot yeah (laughs) but Uh, he doesn't he puts the work in Right. And I think that shows like his dedication that we'll talk about later where he does a lot of his own stunts and whatnot and action movies. Yeah. But he's a guy who has, you know, a level of dedication to his craft. Yeah. Uh, I'm not going to lie, Jeff. The only thing I can remember, they do some like research on Jimmy O'Neill and like the type of guy he was. And they find out that Jimmy O'Neill is not like a, he robbed a car three weeks after the trial. Yeah. That's all just to say that their star yeah. witness who they painted as a good guy was not a good guy. Yeah, because after this point, all that happens in the movie is there's another trial. The judge throws out the conviction. Yeah. 
And the indictment. Yeah. They don't even have to go back to trial. Like in the appeal, the judge throws it all out. Yeah. Which I don't know how realistic that is, but it happens in the movie. And it's a really joyous ending. Yeah, it is. Because he gets down, like, Martin Sheen's, like, giving, like, yelling and so excited. And yeah. just is like, five minutes to sort some paperwork, and then you can go home. And he's like, I'm free! And then they, like, freeze frame. Freeze frame. And he's like, every time you are away. And then, you know, and then yeah, yeah. it goes to black and the credits start. Yeah. And I'm like, solid movie. Yeah. yeah. I, I, you know, comparative to a plastic bubble. Yeah. Like, I definitely, I, I, there was never a moment I didn't buy Brendan Fraser. Yeah. I thought I was. Are you telling me you didn't buy Travolta in the bubble? Uh, no. (laughs) This is a temper tantrums and like, oh, they're making fun of me. (laughs) (laughs) What was that? It's literally Travolta and how he sounds. Making fun of me. (laughs) (laughs) Making fun of me, (laughs) Tina. Making fun of me. Oh my god, it's just so abysmal. Uh, boy in the plastic. I just want to like look this up. You want to look it up? It's just so like. Oh god, he's 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 brought it up, folks. Stuart, you're the one who keeps telling me we've moved on. Audiences are loving this. Just listening to Stuart hold his phone up and playing scenes from the boy with the plastic bubble. Hold on a second. This is where he goes to the temper tantrum. Is it? Okay. Probably. <laughs> We're here to just talk it's about... so funny. All right, all right, all right, all right. <laughs> We're talking but about you, how good Fraser but is. But you guys heard that, right? Yes. <laughs> Gina. Gina, come no, back, Gina. Fra- Fraser is showing off like he's showing off. Yes, and it it's a movie that if I had seen it in the time, which apparently no one did, so it's a shame. Um, I would have been like, "Who's this kid?" Yeah, I want to see him in more. I want to see him in more. Get him in the pictures. Get him in the pictures. Yeah. Call the presses. <laughs> Where's who's his agent? Get him in there. Get him in there. Throw him in a couple of. Do you think movies. he had an agent when this movie came out? Um, I would bet almost certainly he did. But you mean during the audition process, he had an agent? Um, or do you think at he, this movie? I guy- would bet he has one by the time they start filming. Maybe he doesn't for the audition, but he definitely gets one in that time period. Really? Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. Like, as a first-time actor, I don't know if you could possibly navigate the contracts and signing on for a movie with that agent. Yeah, yeah. It would be insane. Yeah. Yeah, that's probably true. Um, we should talk about something. Cue the hair ranking. Ah! <laughs> Welcome to the hair ranking. Um, it's it's pretty good. It's decent. Yeah, it's solid. It's like shaggy, shaggy long hair. It gets a little longer. It's a little, little shaggy long hair. Uh, put this in number one. Oh, I think it's number one. I think it's the number one hair ranking. And we're still sticking with hair ranking at this time, right? Currently. Currently. Again, we're giving it to movie ten. We're giving it to movie. By movie ten, we have to decide what the ranking is going to be. If it's going to be hair, because I don't know what else to cute to rank. I mean, on at this, this point, we've ranked. <laughs> we've ranked hair. 
Well, but we can change it. We can change it. This is Because I think we can retro- retroactively go back and do the movies. Like, I'm just trying to think of, like, because we can't rank the cry, even yeah, though that's what... Can't rank the cry, can't crank the yell. Crank the yell. Crank. Uh, I said that. Um, Any post-text of this movie, Jeff? Uh, it comes out. airs on TV. TV? It is on TV. <laughs> um, and, you know, it gets one nomination... Um, at the Artios, at the ca- for the Casting Society of America, gets nominated for Best Casting for a TV Movie of the Week. That's Which, a sign. Good job. That's it's a, a good, sign. It's good cast. Yeah. Uh, Sheen's good in it, but, I mean, he Martin Sheen, so he keeps working, obviously. Yeah. But for Fraser, this is just kind of a calling card movie. He mm-hmm. can be like, yeah, you know, I was in a movie. Um, it's my time to do something else. Like, I can prove my, uh, my skills. It got him his agent. It got him his name. It got him a credit. Yes. And I think it's a very good harbinger of what's to come. Yes. Um, which we will start getting into because uh, this is the last, um, like, not Fraser led or Fraser does has this. This is the first. This is the last movie we're covering. It's like a TV movie or something where he really doesn't appear much in it. Yeah. Um, because after this, it's like Fraser movies. He's in the building block at the beginning. I'm kind of good. I, you know, I kind of like. We should like relish this moment we're in. Yeah. Because I remember this moment we were in last last year with yeah. Travolting. It's like... We He's that, about to pop off, and it's, it's exciting. We're about to see it. We're about to see the pop. The pop. Yeah. All right. I'm I'm pretty well yeah. good for her. I, I don't think there was much more to say about this movie. Besides, yeah. you know, it's a calling card. And we talked about how it showed his, his range and We promised to, at some point, reprise our two-hour-plus episodes, folks. Oh. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Baby, are we? I know a lot of these episodes have been short, but, you know, a lot of these movies are, you know, no-name movies or movies yes. or backgrounds, so that's kind of how the first few episodes are going to go. Yeah. And, I mean, I'm sure the audience is loving, like, oh, I can listen to this on the drive home from work instead of uh, the five-and-a-half-hour Gotti episode. It, we're going to have some long episodes coming up from just looking at the list. Folks are probably still trying to finish that episode. Yes, yeah, so folks are still on. And then they got the other Travolta movies. They're, they're like on Mark's segment We're going by way now. too fast for them. <laughs> no, stop, stop. Yo, please give me some time. <laughs> we gave him a week. Yeah. We gave him a week. Gave them a week. <laughs> to catch up. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Uh, so thanks, folks, for listening to our episode on Guilty Until Proven Innocent. Uh, make sure to tune in next week for our episode on Encino Man. Encino Man. The Brendan Fraser pop-off, like real pop movie. Yeah. Uh, that's when he, you know, kind of has his moment in Hollywood. He emerges from the actor's yes. stone age, you might say. Yes. Encino Man. Uh, next week, uh, with special guest, Matt Abalde. He finally is able to make fire yes. with his career. Yes. He does make fire with his career. Um, but yeah, thank you so much for listening. Uh, please remember to rate, review, subscribe on whatever platform you're listening on. As a reminder, Travolting is available on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, and YouTube. Did that in a different order this time. <laughs> um, pop into our Reddit, r slash Travolting, at TravoltingPod on Twitter or Instagram, TravoltingPodcast at gmail.com. Uh, if you have any questions, find me on Twitter at Jeff W. Sweeney. Nar. Nar. Um, special thanks, as always, to Rebecca Johnson for our new graphic design. I hope you folks likes the uh, new artwork we have. And Michael Van Bodum-Smith for this new theme song that is now taking you out. Thank you so much, folks. See you next week for Encino Man. Ooh. <laughs>